The What's Right Show is on the road today. We are at the Greek Food Festival. Uh, it is, uh, by the way, Alan Scott here next to me, uh, joining me today on the What's Right Show. Alan, uh, what a pleasure. It's great being out here for the 50th annual uh, Greek Food Festival. 50th annual. Uh, you remember all those years? I mean, this has been And you were here for the for all 50 of them, yes? <laughs> I was here when they <laughs> thought about doing it way back when, you know. Uh, Folks, we are here in a shaded area, thank goodness. Although it's beautiful, there's a bit of a breeze. And right behind us, uh, yeah, that's the band uh, getting ready to warm up here. Uh, by the way, Alan, I, this tree, there's a tree behind us, a beautiful big tree. Yes. And it's dedicated to your family. I, so yeah. you have roots literally right under our, our broadcast tent. That's what they tell me. So I've got to, uh, you know, I'm kind of split. I mean, do I belong here? I'm, how about it's Rosh Hashanah's coming up uh, tonight, Tomorrow. you know, yep. so it's the Jewish New Year. So, I'm, you know, I'm going to be in synagogue uh, this weekend, too. So, I mean, I'm split. What am I going to do? You know, but, uh, but I'll figure it out. That's but all. no, we're here. This is St. John. Uh, St. John the Baptist uh, Greek Church. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful uh, church in a grounds really a, are beautiful. A, the, the grounds are stunning here. Absolutely fabulous. So uh, so good. Why well, I, I love doing this uh, with you. I, I was here last year, uh, as were you, and in years past, I think COVID interrupted this briefly. Uh, but the show is Did. back on the road. It's all getting set up. There's going to be food. There's going to be drinks, beer. Yeah. Um, and, and they've got a VIP service this year where you can get cocktails with servers and everything. This is so cool. I mean, absolutely so cool. And and the band is, is you know, practicing behind us here. So we'll have our own private band doing our own music. This is absolutely great. I, I'm, I'm thrilled about the whole thing. they got the, the, uh, the, the meat on a spit over here. That's what it's is, called. You know. It's either a, a, a human body or um, I'm, I'm guessing an animal that's being... Skewered over there. Yeah, it is an animal. It's, a, it's, a it's covered in foil. It's though. a California Democrat, and so you know, you see, you know. So I mean, you know, they're uh, they're doing that. Can I say that? I can't say. Anyway, um, but yeah, but this is absolutely great out here. We're actually out here in advance of the it opening up at three o'clock today, and then it goes to eleven o'clock tonight. Um, but we get to we're kind of the pre-show, pre-show. You know, I like it. Yeah, I, I like it. Yeah, I do too. I appreciate you asking me out here because I, I love coming out here every year. Yeah, I, I. Uh, Opa. This, yeah, this this fabulous. And do you have any idea how large in number the Greek community is here in Las Vegas? Because I, it's it's sizable. I have a number of Greek friends, more more Greek friends that I know here than anywhere that I've lived previous. I don't know the answer, but I do know uh, the question, answer question you haven't asked, and that is that Lieutenant Governor Stavros Anthony will be stopping by at 2 o'clock, and he will answer that question for you. He probably has a list on his phone. I, I, he does. He has everyone in his, in his cell phone. If you're not on Stavros Anthony's cell phone, you ain't. Yeah, we uh, took a picture with him earlier, and he said, I'm going to send that picture to you. I go, you've got my number. And so he's like, I do. You're right. No, he's, he's got everyone's great, number. Great guy. Great guy. I, yeah. I, I'm excited to have him back here at the booth. Hey, did you, I, you know. Did you? 
No, I want to – because we're here, we're looking at a bunch of food, and people no doubt uh, will be stuffing their gills later. Oh, man. I ended my show yesterday with this and got myself in a bit of trouble because I was uh, slightly opinionated about this news that Dove, the soap people – Yes. You know, the Dove soap. I use, I use Dove. Well, maybe you won't after this because Why's they that? have hired a uh, influencer who is a – Fat liberation activist. She's also the gal who, over at her college as a BLM activist, uh, came out uh, and and accused a white student falsely Correct. of being a racist. That scenario was disproven, but not before the the student was was uh, dismissed from the university. And despite this, you know, this disqualification, this obvious disqualification, this gal is being hired to promote Dove Soap as part of you, being... You're talking about flubber guts. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, okay, I you didn't know about the story before I showed you. I, now, here's a picture of her, Alan. I know this is radio. I'm going to throw up. And <laughs> no, she is disgusting. She's gross. I mean, it's like, why are they promoting uh, fatness these days? Look at Lizzo. She gets on a stage and, it, and she almost breaks it. I mean, you know, it's 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 disgusting. I mean, I understand people are overweight, so do something about it. You know, go on a diet, get get uh, get yourself some kind of a diet program. But this woman is is she's gross. And now Dove, you're saying, is going to hire her to talk about making a what an soap in her image? Right. I, my 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 comment on this yesterday was that this is, you know, the, the, one shtick of hers, crying yeah. racism, yeah. being a BLM person failed so now she's moved on to the next iteration of her hustle which is you know this this idea of you know body positivity body positivity yes um you know is is an is an excuse for a celebration of people being fundamentally unhealthy no come on they're fat just say it like it is. They are fat. They're fat. They're fat. And I know some people are overweight. I'm a little overweight myself. But you know what? When people walk around like blubber guts and then they talk about, you know, how it's okay to be able to be like that. And, and, and yeah, you too. I, I, you know, somebody strolled by and said, you're right on, my man. Uh, when the people do that, though, and, and they tell me it is okay to be a blubber gut. I'm just saying to you that that is not, that's not normal. And here's the problem, and you know this too, because you have kids. It influences younger kids to think that they can be that way. They can walk around and be blubber guts too. It, it's not, it's not right. And it's not, by the way, it's not okay. And it, it, um, you know, the, the, of course, the other problem is we live now in a society where this is probably the same kind of person that demands that we pay for all of her health care, all of her benefits. That we pay for her food, her Twinkies. That we subsidize all of that. Like this is the the the, the fact is is you, you know it's not just somebody making bad decisions for themselves. Yeah. Society has to pay the price. No. Well, I think she probably sleeps with Twinkies next to her bed because she wants at the middle of the night she wants to wake up and go, what am I gonna do? Wait, and then she just scarfs these Twinkies down. This is the way she she is. I mean, look at her. I mean, okay, she's all of what four or five hundred pounds or something like that. I mean, I haven't weighed her lately, but I'm just telling you, this is what she. You can look at her and you can see she's really, really fat. By the way, she's and and if you think I'm fat shaming. The thing is, it's not that I'm, fa I'm sh fat shaming people who are overweight or fat. I am fat shaming. I'm shaming shaming the people who say I'm as 
I'm, I'm, I'm a pig that's as big as the house, and yet it's okay for everyone else to be like that. It's not okay. And don't tell your kids. Your kids are growing up in, in their teens. Don't tell them that it's okay to do that. Don't tell my grandkids that it's okay to do that. That's wrong. Right. And, and you know, we ought to be promoting healthy, healthy living. Exactly. We ought to be promoting exercise. Um, you know, and, and I, I, was, I was just in Florida over the weekend, and I stopped by. I was at Disney World which of course is sort of like a human zoo. Uh, and you know, if there's ever a place where you see these kind of bad habits on display, it's there. And the, the, the frustrating thing is that you have people that, that have this kind of problem and then they, but they get all sorts of benefits for it. They get handicap placards. They zip around in little carts instead of walking. They get handicap placards. They get handicap. Then they get to the front of the line. They get to. They, they have to stop the whole ride to transfer the. You know. I wouldn't go on a ride with her because I'm telling you the whole thing would fly off the tracks. I'm, I, I I couldn't be assured that it wouldn't. I, no, I'm serious. I mean, what? You're gonna put her in the same train that I'm on, and it's gonna be one of those roller coasters, and there we go, flying into the ocean. Ain't gonna happen. Not gonna do it. Not gonna. Not, not gonna do I it. Uh-uh. I don't think the roller. Co- I don't think she'd fit on a roller coaster at all. But. Well, she could if you give her two carts. She, she has to take two of the places up, and I don't mean two seats. I mean two of the little. Tri- you know the the whole thing. She she's she's big and she's fat, so, and, I, and and I'm just and 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 what she did to this um to this gal who was a a white student at the. Um, uh, at I the university, she lied about. Yeah. She lied about her. Said that she said certain things that she didn't. The school believed it, and they threw the gal out. Now they're coming back and saying, "Okay, we'll go ahead and uh, you know we'll 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 readmit you." But now the the, the white gal wants to make sure that they have uh, they uh, the, they want the whole thing overturned. Not just don't readmit me, overturn this whole right, thing. Right, her and, record and, cleared. And, and 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 put down there that that she lied. I mean, you know. Yeah, you know, I'll I'll tell you. Um, producer Robbie thinks that it's actually a, a a good idea though for Dove because if they can sell soap to people her size, it's more body area to cover and they'll sell more product. I don't know if that's necessarily that's true, but I that is true. But I think I think that this is gonna, uh, Alan. I think that this will backfire, and I want to put this into context with what happened recently with Liberty Safe. You remember Liberty Safe? You know, they turned over the codes to the safe to the FBI when they should have held on to that. Then there was, uh, you know, we obviously have the, the case of Bud Light where they hired Dylan Mulvaney, who, by the way, now, I don't know if you saw Dylan Mulvaney, he wants to be featured in a Super Bowl ad and is working really hard for that. Thank you for referring to him as a he because he's a he and he's masquerading as a woman, but he's a he. So let's be, be clear about that. He's got a schwanz and, and that's just how it goes. You know, no, I'm just telling this is how it, how it is. I mean, come on. Well, at ca- least he's fit, though. He's pretty svelte. He's felt, and he's, you know, and I, I, the last thing I want to do is see any part of him. But, you know, but, you know, when, when you're a guy, when you're a guy, and and you've got all this stuff that you were born with, and then you walk around, you put a little makeup on your eye, and, and, and you grow your hair long, and you call, call yourself a woman. Don't tell me you're a woman. You know, I, I, I'm not crazy. I, I, I'm not. I know a lot of people think I'm nuts about what I say some things, but I ain't crazy. You're born with a schwanz. You're a guy. That's it. Now, you want to get it chopped off. God bless you, but uh, you know that you, you, that sh- that shouldn't happen either, and especially to kids. What they're doing with kids these days, 
It's, 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 it, that's obscene. You well, have to admit. you know, I think we, we come back, by the way, I have a story about that because there's a, a singer in Great Britain that yeah. recently came out and said, you know, came out against uh, the uh, trans surgeries for kids and drugs for kids. And she got slammed by everybody and she backed down from it. And I want to talk to you about this when we come back. Uh, because it's the backing I, down I don't because, like, by the way. That's okay, good. That's my point. Okay, Sam Marjofsky here. You're listening to the What's Right Show, brought to you by Sam and Ash Injury Law, the only law firm to trust in Nevada for your injury case. Amen. I'm, yeah, fist, fist bump here to Alan Stock, who's sitting next to me. We're at the Greek Food Fest, live and local. Come on down, doors open at three. We're going to go to break. Be right back in a moment. Don't go anywhere. If you've been in an accident, there's no reason to call a sleazy lawyer. It's not just about the settlement check. It's about representing your interests and your values. So call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit samandashlaw.com. Nevada's favorite recovering ex-Californian, Sam Rajovsky, here with a fellow, fellow recovering former Californian, Alan Stock. Alan, welcome to the What's Right Show. You're here with me today. I love it. I, I appreciate you having me out here. No, uh, when I left in, uh, in June of 1999, the truth is, brother, I never looked back. I mean, I got the hell out of Dodge, and I thought I had died and gone to heaven, living the dream here in, uh, in, in Las Vegas. It's funny. Do you know I left in June, too? Much later than you, but it was June. It was in June. It was in June. It was June. right when my kids got out of school. June's that's, a good time. To, uh, it's graduation time. Yeah, and I also had to make sure I got in before the midway point of the tax year. Um, that makes sense. So that was, that was that. Early June is when I left. Now, uh, we were just before the break talking about this giant fatty who that's really actually not the most offensive thing about her. Not it's Lizzo, that, by the way. Not Lizzo. No. But she also is a is a large African liberated woman, fat liberated, uh, according to her own description. But she's a BLM activist who wrongfully accused a fellow student at her university of racism. That student was dismissed. It was a big scandal. That student now fighting to clear her name. But that the point of this is that Dove, the soap companies, come in and said, hey – we want you to represent our product. And we were just talking here after the break. And I, I asked you, I said, what the hell? How is it that after the Bud Light fiasco with Dylan Mulvaney is now another big, you know, established brand committing suicide right before our very eyes with this Le stunt? Isn't that Lever Brothers, if I'm not mistaken? I believe. Yeah, Unilever. It's another European company. It's a great point. It's just like Bud Light, an American brand, yeah. Anheuser-Busch, owned by InBev, which is a, a, a Belgian yep. Yep. consortium. Unilever is a Europe-based brand. So, I mean, are they just so removed from it? And funny yes. you say that. The answer is yes. And, you know, I, I saw them. But what are they? I mean, that's it? Like, they're, nobody – in their marketing company said, oh, look at look at those guys over there at Bud Light. They're kind of suffering. Maybe we shouldn't do this. Uh, you know what? I, I can't believe that they haven't learned that lesson. But, you know, here's the deal. As, and you know this, and I know this. As long as they keep this alive at every point, we will keep it alive, countering everything they have to say, yeah. everything they have to say. They think that if they hammer away at it long enough, you, Sam, are going to get tired. Yeah. I'm going to get tired. That uh, everyone that's on our station and all the other stations are going to get tired. Ain't going to happen. 
they've brought a war to our doorsteps, and we have said we accept the challenge. You know, uh, by the way, the noise, folks, that you're hearing uh, this is not noise. It's beautiful music. The band's warming up here. We're live at the Greek Food Fest. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Keep yeah, it down it's... a little bit, but it's cool. <laughs> Mark, can you can you lower that? Can't... No, yeah, that, he, no. you know, he's got all the buttons, but he doesn't control no, that. I like, I like but it's beautiful. Music. It's fun. But anyway, c come on down. Open, gates open at 3. We're, we hope to meet you and see you guys uh, here. But anyway, you, you know, you said something. They, they, they think that they're going to win this. The problem is I really don't think that they are. And I think nope. that, that the fact that the, 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 the boycott, it's not even a boycott. It's just avoidance of Bud Light now wasn't just a temporary blip or a dip. It continued, and people think differently, feel differently about that brand today than they did before. And you know why they're not going to win? I'm going to tell you why. You're a lawyer. What do you deal in? You deal in facts, right? Yep. Okay. You know why they're not going to win? The state of Kansas was the only state to actually declare what in, it's encoded, what a man and a woman is. Here's a woman. A, a, a person born with an ova. What is a, what is a, man, a male or a man? It is a person who can inseminate that ova. They have defined it down to the nth degree. So I'm saying to you this, science, science and facts are not on their side. Emotion and bull crap is on their side, but not facts and not science. That's why they're gonna lose. They can try to do this for the next year, two, five or 10, we will beat them at this game. Would you agree that maybe in the same vein, looking at this plus-sized influencer model who's Ugh. promoting body positivity, yeah. that we can say there's nothing positive about being this unhealthy, right? It's kind of the same nothing. thing. They, this is denialism of core facts, much in the same way the trans agenda is. It, 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 yeah, it, it's not healthy, and you don't want to have your kids well, you don't have your kids emulating this, so here's the deal. Another little tip, just as long as we're doing tips here, is keep your kids away from TikTok. Absolutely. And all I don't other, even let my kids go on that. Well, yeah. because you're a, a smart and responsible parent. The parents who don't know where their kids are at are not smart. They're not responsible. And when their kids get to be 12 years old, they go, well, everybody tells me that I should be a different sex. Who, who tells you? Who's everybody? Well, I got a thousand people on TikTok telling me that. You know, tell them to shove it and go to hell because that is not how it's going to be. You're listening to people yeah. who are insane, absolutely you, crazy. You're absolutely right. I mean, f there's many of them, but one of the leading ones is a guy named Jeffrey Marsh who, who dresses up in makeup and sits there, and he actually advises kids and young people, has a huge following, to not tell their parents to, to leave home. He's asking kids to let him be their parental influence. So, so parents need to be aware of that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'll get you right on that one. It'll be my parental influence. Yeah. So, the, and and I'll tell you the other thing, Alan. You have to talk to your kids. You have to talk. In this day of age, you can't leave it to anybody else, or you can't wait. Unfortunately, you have to have the, these conversations with them and explain to them what's going on, because there's a ton of people out there, including some teachers who want to be the ones having it. Those teachers have got the uh, the knives out for you. I'm telling you right ah! now. Yeah, they yeah, do. They're... No, this is true. They, they, they do. Hi, how are Hi. you? Well, See, she got the knives that, out for you. So there, there you go. Follow her to get it taken off. Yeah. yeah. 
Alan, I'm going to go walk around. You got a guest coming here in a moment? Well, we got Gus flying us, but I know you wanted to walk around and check out the different things that are going to be opening up at 3 o'clock. Great fairgrounds here. So when Gus comes by, I'll, I'll sit and chat with him for a little bit. Great, and he's the head poobah of this whole, whole event. He's the chairman of the uh, of the Las Vegas Greek Food Festival, 50th annual, by the way. And uh, I'm telling you right now, not a lot of people here. Some, you know, walking around getting ready. 3 o'clock, though, watch out for it. It's going to be monstrous coming up at 3 o'clock. Incredible. All yes. right, folks, uh, we're here. We're live. We're local Greek Food Festival. Hi, Sam we a big fan coming up here. News Talk 840 KXNT. You're listening to the What's Right Show brought to you by Sam and Ash Injury Law here with Alan Stock. Be back in just a few minutes. Personal injury law is constantly changing. Uber and Lyft accidents aren't like other cases, but most law firms haven't kept up. Don't trust a new case to a lawyer who's stuck in the past. Call Sam and Ash, 702-820-1234, or visit SamAndAshLaw.com. And a good afternoon. Yeah, I know, you... Thought this was the What's Right show with uh, Sam Rajowski. Well, it is. I'm Alan Stock, and as Sam has uh, elected to walk around the fairgrounds here at the 50th annual Greek Food Festival, and I don't blame him a lot to see, and uh, they're not quite open yet, but he's going to get a little peek before they do open up. Uh, the doors open at 3, by the way, and uh, wait do you see. This is the largest festival. By the way, National Geographic says this is the best uh, food fest in all of Nevada every year. National Geographic. I mean, how big you can't get bigger than that. They don't, they're not supported by Dove or anybody like that. So anyway, uh, I wanted to introduce somebody to you that's sitting with me here. Uh, he's with us every year. He's the chairman of the Las Vegas um, Greek Food Festival and especially the 50th annual, which is absolutely huge. And we've got a lot to talk to him about as well before Sam gets back to our table here. So, uh, Gus, thank you so much for coming on out to uh, the KXNT studio here at the Greek Food Festival. Great having you here. And thank you for coming out here. This has become quite the uh, thing for us. You come out every year and broadcast from the festival, and we really appreciate it. You know what? It's an absolute gas. And the only uh, year we didn't do it was the year that we were shut down and couldn't do it. But but we're back, and you're back, and it's bigger than ever. Let's talk about this, because you're leaving in a little while, I know, to go to the, uh, the, the, the relay race. That starts over at Tivoli Village, I believe. Yes, I'll be leaving here shortly. They, we start at about 2 o'clock, and we finish at 7 o'clock at the church grounds. Even though we open at 3 o'clock on Friday, the torch lighting is kind of our official kickoff. Things are already in full gear by the time the torch comes in, but it's a really cool thing. It's high energy, and it's quite the spectacle to watch. And every year we honor somebody from the church uh, to light the torch, and we started it about in 2004 in conjunction with the Greek Olympics, and so we've kept the tradition since then. It's uh, it's so much fun out here. Let's talk about what is going on out here. First of all, coming up in a little while, I know Sam is going to be broadcasting his show uh, from 1 until 3 here, and I'll be with him for the show, and uh, we'll be talking with various people here and got a lot of things to chat about. But let's talk about the festival itself. Again, this is the 50th annual Greek Food Festival, Let's first of all talk about the food because that's my favorite. Yeah, definitely on the food. And I just want to mention this is our 50th anniversary, and it's a real important milestone for us in the church. And we're really celebrating hard this year, and we want everybody to come out and join us. we got great food as usual. Uh, Our 
food is amazing given the amount of preparation that we do and how many people we feed. It's, uh, I'll just kind of go through some of the great things we have. We have what I call Athenian plate. If you're not really familiar with Greek cuisine, I recommend this. It's got your choice of uh, roasted lamb or a roasted chicken, and then it's got the rice pilaf. It's got the Greek salad, some pita bread. It's got a spanakopita, which is the uh, spinach pie, and we put a domade on there, which is a stuffed grape leaf. It's stuffed with meat and rice and spice cooked in olive oil and lemon juice. So that's a great plate you know, to get wow. you introduced, but don't stop there. We got others too, and we have a specialty booth where we're selling pasticho, which a lot of people refer to as the Greek lasagna, but it's Greek style. It's got uh, spice be- uh, meat in it, uh-huh. with cinnamon and garlic. If you can believe those spices come together the way they do, absolutely fantastic. And, oh, it is, and ziti noodle and a bechamel sauce on the top, and it's baked to perfection in the ovens. And we sell great, you know, a bunch of uh, domadas. You can get a plate of those. Spanikopita, the spinach pie which is the uh, cheese pie. And we actually have this really cool thing. It's called kefteris, and that's Greek for uh, meatballs, spiced meatballs. It's a beautiful plate. And then one of the best things, and my favorite, is the uh, lamb chops. We got a plate of four lamb chops waiting for you with our famous Greek fries. And we have the saganaki, which is the uh, flame cheese. The flame goes up about four feet in the air. You'll hear opa every time it flames. And we got a Greek sausage, a Lucanico, and then, of course, the staples that everybody's familiar with is the gyros. Everybody outside the Greek community often call it gyro, but the no, real no, name is gyro. Gyro, yeah, of course. Then we got Greek salads, and on top of that, we— so You've got enough left, room left over. There's the desserts, too. Oh, yeah. And then we've got a uh, souvlaki. That's the Greek shish kebab, uh, spiced meat, just beautiful. And as you mentioned uh, on the desserts— we have all kinds of pastries, and uh, my favorite is well, one, and you and I have talked about it yeah. before, is the bugatza. It's a uh, yes. filo dough with a custard in the middle. Yes. And we got the one that everybody knows about, vaklava. We got plenty of that. Right. We got a chocolate vaklava. We got the uh, kaluria cookies, the kurambietis, which is the powdered sugar cookies, and host of other different pastries. You know, uh, and by the way, uh, desserts always uh, take some extra home because when you get home at night, you're going to want to, you know, have that taste in your mouth. You want to get some more of that great desserts. We, I do that every year. And if anyone doesn't know, I've got to mention also, the National Geographic has named the Greek Food Festival Nevada's Best Food Fest. This is National Geographic as well as other publications. But, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Oh, it is. And like I said, we're a great event. We've been doing this for a lot of years. Uh, I like to call it a Greek rock concert with great food. You know, we have a lot of energy out there. We have a band, uh, a nine-piece band playing. We got two singers. They'll play all the some of the popular Greek songs, some of the older ones. Uh, they're uh, they like to play that happy feet music, so we can get people out on the dance floor, and we've got people out there to teach you how to dance this year. So this is something new, and uh, it's. Uh, just the energy that's involved in this. The entertainment is fantastic, and um, a lot of times you bring people in from around the world, I mean, to, to play at the, the, the festival. Yeah, virtually every musician on that stand, on the stage this year, is a studio musician. A lot of, a couple of them played with some of the top recording artists in Greece uh, years ago, and still do occasionally. Uh, it's a very talented band, and they, and they will not stop playing the whole time you're there. 
Yeah, the music goes on constantly. So you've got the entertainment and you've got food. And um, let's talk about, I do want to talk about this thing for the kids in a bit, but let's talk about this thing called Agora. Is that right? Is that how you pronounce it? Agora. Agora. And that means market in, uh, in Greek. And so we've got a bunch of folks, different, uh, different types of things that are being sold, everything from these beautiful paintings. Uh, by a world-renowned uh, photographer, we've got. Uh, you can buy jewelry, purses, uh, olive oil, <laughs> just it's a, and religious artifacts. And I've got a, a family from Bethlehem that they're uh, Christians from Bethlehem, and they've got these wonderful work, woodworks, crosses, and stuff that they import from Bethlehem. And so we've got uh, just a plethora of things out there for folks to purchase. It's a uh, great place to be able to get a lot of your uh, pre-holiday shopping done, too. I see people doing that every year. They go, I'm, I hear people saying, I'm getting this for so-and-so. You know, they, they, they do their actual pre-Christmas shopping out there. That's a good thing to hear because that's, there's a lot of neat stuff for folks to purchase out there. So you got the uh, you got the food, you've got the uh, entertainment, and, of course, a lot of shopping going on as well. But tell me about the great things going on for the kids. Oh, we've got a uh, beautiful kids area. You know, we try to make it better every year. We try to make something for kids of all ages. We've got a rock climbing wall. We've got a bungee jumper out there. We have a, this is a really cool thing. It's a train. Uh, the, yeah, a little teeny train. Completely to scale. They're in conductor outfits, and the parents can ride with their young kids. Older kids can get on there, and they do kind of a tour. We've got a uh, virtual reality experience. We've got, uh, this is what I really like, but a lot of folks are hesitant, but I got axe throwing out there. Uh, not only the kids, but the adults are lining up for that as well. And uh, we've got, you know, the inflatables for a lot of the kids, obstacle courses. I got a carnival ride. Uh, I've got uh, a laser tag thing where six people can go in there for a little while and engage in laser tag combat and it's it's, so it's things for kids as well as the entertainment for everyone it's uh it's a family environment it really is a great families come out every year so uh, you know bring your entire family with you and you'll find out one day may not be enough you may have to come back for a, a couple of days uh quickly i know today it opens at uh, at three and it goes until 11 now tomorrow saturday it's what noon to 11 noon to 11 and sunday noon to 10 then I'd also like to point out, go to our website and look at our VIP packages that we're offering this year. It's something really special, and I think a lot of people That's would love That's brand to new. Do. Brand new. Okay, I did check that out, and that is very, very cool. Uh, with that, you get uh, access to special a dinner line, uh, VIP bar with cocktail servers, and uh, a lot of other great things. Quickly, the parking out here. Tell me about that. Uh, we, you can park anywhere between, on Hacienda, we do what's called herringbone parking. You can park anywhere from Rainbow all the way up to Decatur. Uh, we run shuttle buses. Every you, All you have to do is park your car. I recommend just as soon as you hit Hacienda, you see a first parking spot, grab it you know, near the line of cars. Get the shuttle. Go to the shuttle. take you right to the, to the front door of the festival. We also have a place for Lyft and uh, Uber drop-off. And we also have a remote parking lot. That's on Jones, just a little bit south of Russell, and the shuttle bus comes every 10 minutes to take you in. So once again, this is the 50th annual Las Vegas Greek Food Fest, and it's uh, going to be starting today at 3 o'clock at the St. John the Baptist Greek Orthodox Church on Hacienda. We're just west of Jones, and so it's easy to find parking all up and down um, Hacienda, however, and so you can check that out. Again, the parking and shuttle bus service always free, 
and it's I'm looking forward to the opening of this. It's always great, and I know you have to get going to get over to uh, uh, the Tivoli Village to start the race over there. And people start lining up to get in here shortly too. Right, so get here early, and uh, it's as it's one of the greatest festivals you're going to find anywhere. Probably the best you've got in all of Las Vegas every year. Great family fair. Gus Flangus, chairman of the uh, 50th Annual Greek Food Festival. Thank you, my friend, for being with us. We appreciate it. Thank you for having us out here and uh, look forward to having some great food and some great times. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to have you all out here. Absolutely fantastic. Great heaven. Thank you. He's walking away now. Appreciate it, Gus. Thank you. And uh, in a moment, we're going to come on back, and Sam has been uh, looking at some of the places around here. He'll give you an idea what he has seen in just a few moments. This is What's Right with Sam, uh, of course, Majowski. I'm Alan Stock sitting in just for a few moments, but Sam will be back with me in just a moment right here on KXNT. If you've been in an accident, there's no reason to call a sleazy lawyer. It's not just about the settlement check. It's about representing your interests and your values. So call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit samandashlaw.com. Rarely wrong, always right. Sam Rajovsky here, News Talk 840 KXNT, live and local, coming to you from the Vegas Greek Food Festival. Uh, we are here with Alan Stock, believe it or not. And Alan, it's great to have you on the program. I love it. You, I could just walk away, and you did a segment of my show, which was lovely. Well, you know, Gus Flangus wanted, uh, was coming by, and we got a chance to grab him. He's the chairman of the 50th Annual uh, Las Vegas Greek Food Festival, and I know you wanted to check out uh, some of the things going on here. And you could see, I mean, you, you saw that. I, I saw you walking over. The first thing I saw to the dessert section. Okay, I get it. I mean, all that great stuff. And then you went over to the, the photo booth, you know, with that great photography. I mean, stuff all over the place. Yeah, I love how you were conducting the interview and now are also telling me where I was. See, this is a, a tribute. Alan is such a pro. He can do so many things at once. Um, we go into the future and look in the past. It's a, it's a whole different concept. Yeah. Yeah, I eat your heart out, part. Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, so it, it's, it's great out here. Uh, perfect weather, literally perfect weather. Gates open at 3. Fabulous event. By the way, by the way, needs to be said, a lot of very conservative people here. Everyone I'm running into is giving me knuckles and high fives and – and appreciating the good work apparently that you and I are doing here on the on the station and it's uh, a it's a very conservative group here and what that translates to is that they are in fact very patriotic people that's, yes. what, that's what it really means they're patriotic they 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 love this country they love the fact that a lot of people have come from overseas from Greece from a lot of places around the globe and they and no other place on earth gives you the opportunity that this country does. And you know what? Uh, and, and they do what I do. And I know we do it in our own way. But I thank God every day for what we've got here. And, um, uh, you know, we've all got to do that, I think. A lot of these, you know, first-generation uh, Greek immigrants that we're meeting here today remind me of my own parents, right, that, you know, they, they came to this country. And, and they are so grateful and so um, – deeply uh, pro-American, you know, and it's it's a fascinating thing to me how right now we teach young people, we teach our youth to hate this country. And it is, it is the sort of, to me, it's the, it's the, 
uh, it's all been part of the plan for many decades. You know this, right? The, the, you know, the left infiltrate, infiltrated colleges. From colleges, they indoctrinated the next generation of teachers. And those teachers have now been you know, indoctrinating uh, you know, th three, four genera three generations of, of, of young people. And this latest generation, I don't have the statistics in front of me, but you probably saw this, that most of, of them, you know, they did a, a study, most, you know, Gen Zers think that America's racist. Most Gen Zers think that America is a terrible place. Most Gen Zers think these awful things about the United States of America, and they have no clue how terrible the world is and how great the United States is as a country. And that's why I love talking to you and my good friend Peter Guzman from the Latin Chamber of Commerce because his, his father came from Cuba under Castro, and your parents came from Czechoslovakia under, uh, under Soviet communism. And when you come to this country and have lived that kind of, under that kind of oppression, and when you're the children, like you and Peter are of these people, you bring with you a whole different vision of what this, our founding fathers intended this country to be. It's the greatest place on earth, the greatest country in the history of mankind, I believe. My, my grandfather came from the shtetls of Europe at the turn of the last century. My dad was, grew up in Chicago. And so, I mean, I mean I, and I was born in Chicago. So, I mean, I'm, I'm from this country, but you know what? It, it, it's the greatest thing that we could uh, ever imagine in our lives. You, you know, there are many instances historically. Some people don't realize this in the in the twenties when there was a uh, the wind's blowing here. My stack of stuff is about to take flight. Uh, when in the twenties, when when the great Soviet experiment was first underway, Alan. Yeah. You know how many young ideologically open-minded socialist Americans decided to go and emigrate to Moscow, emigrate to the Soviet Union, number bye of bye. them. Bye-bye. And, and it did not end well for them. No. You know this. You know some of these stories are people who, who went, you know, who went there and who, um, who, who found out the hard way that it was – uh, that it turns out that that what they thought was going to be, you know, going to be this utopia was horrifying. They many of them were executed. It was it was terrible stuff. But what's the the, the good news is I know we're going to be taking a break at the top of the hour. But I I want to tell you leave you on a good note, and that is that I think the next generation is beginning to change around. Not the ones who are living on TikTok and finding out about their, their gender's the wrong thing or something like that. I'm talking about kids like my, my kids who have our grandchildren and your children who are growing up in their teens. They are, um, you know, they are understanding the, the opportunities that are great in this country and how great it is. Well, and, and again, I'm not, I'm not being paid to say any of this. I'm just telling you exactly how it is. And I see the next generation starting to change now. It's like a ship in the, in, the, in the ocean. Does not make a left or right turn, I always say. It takes a long time to make that turn. But when it does, we are in the middle of that turn. Yeah, well, the problem is that all these crazies right now, the, the, the leftists, all these, what is this, fat, what is it, fat liber the fat liberation movement oh, that and the uh, trans movement, also, this is all becoming establishment. You know what's interesting with young people? You're right. The new counterculture is to take the red pill. Mm -hmm. The new counterculture mm -hmm. is to get your SH, you know what, together, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, get the gosh damn work done. 
that's becoming cool. And it, and I'm seeing it with young people. It's really exciting. And I, I have I, I'm an optimist. A lot of conservatives right now I, that I know are giving up hope and are, you know, getting down on things. I, I'm not. I, I actually am, am optimistic that this country's gonna find itself again. You know what? It is. We're in the process of watching a revolution happen and I hope that all of us, you and me, are, are here long enough to see this thing into fruition. We've got a uh, we've got a great governor here in the state of Nevada, Amen. Bill Lombardo. We've got a great uh, lieutenant governor. He's going to be here in a minute. Anthony. He is going to be here in a minute. We've got the lieutenant governor joining and, us. And by morning. the way, speaking of optimism, it wasn't that long ago that we had a Democrat governor here in Nevada who was a total weasel. We had a lieutenant governor. People don't even know about what a bat nuts crazy lady that was straight out of Northern California, right? We we we've we've made progress here in this state in a very re, in a very real way. And you know what that says to me is we've got a challenge for next year to be able to put more people in the state senate and the assembly to let the governor be able to complete his mission to do the great things that he's intended to yeah, do. It, absolutely. Now, what are you going to do about these flies? Because I, you know what, I, I, we are getting. Well, I brought my AK with, and I'm going to shoot the you, crap out of these little bastards. You I'm know telling what? you right now, I'm going to do that. No, I'm. And gonna, then the, you know I, what? And then the black fly matter people are going to come after. Well, they, they can say what they want. Black say. flies matter. I got 30 rounds in each one of these magazines. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> well, I, clear them out of here before Stavros comes. We got to make sure it's a fly-free zone. It could be, we had a problem with bees years ago, and so <laughs> this year it's only a few flies. Well, I'm so. glad you didn't coat yourself in honey this time. No, I didn't, sweetie. Yeah. We didn't do that. No. Yeah. All right. We're going to uh, come on back in a moment. I know we got the lieutenant governor waiting in the green room, if, if you call this a green room. Well, it's on the, on the lawn here. Next to the Allen Stock Tree. It's not the Allen Stock Tree. It's the Stock Tree. Okay. Not Allen Stock Tree. No, I, they didn't mean after me, but but maybe somebody way back in my, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Friends, you're listening to the What's Right Show. Stavros Athney, Lieutenant Governor, up next. Don't go anywhere. Hi, it's Ash from Sam and Ash Injury Law. You need a lawyer you can trust. So give us a call at 702-820-1234 or go to SamAndAshLaw.com. No pressure, just answers, because you deserve what's right. Greetings, friends. Sam Rajofsky here, News Talk 840 KXNT. You're listening to the What's Right Show. We are live. We are local at the 50th. 50th, 50 years, Alan, That's 50th it. anniversary uh, year here of the Las Vegas Greek Food Festival. I'm joined by my good friend, Alan Stock Hello. from Vegas today. Alan, I love doing shows with you. It's always so fun. No, it's great. I appreciate you inviting me out here. Uh, I've, I've been out here every year for, I think it's over 10 12 years. I, I don't know how many I've lost count, but this has grown every year. It's one of the, it's the biggest food fest in all of Nevada. And I told you, National Geographic says it is the number one in all of Nevada. That's now, absolutely true, uh, Stavros. If, you know, and, you have to agree with that. And and that's I would get. We're getting here. We've got a, a an exalted guest on the What's Right Show, Stavros Anthony, our Lieutenant Governor. Welcome. Well, thank you for uh, being here, and it's great to be on the Sam and Ash show, this time with Sam and Allen, uh, two great Nevadas and two yeah, great he's, Americans. He's quick. He's yeah, quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I I have to just say this. You know, as a recovering Californian, to be able to have moved to a state that, you know, had some questionable leadership 
and to have experienced an election where both Governor Lombardo got in and took over the governorship and you took over the lieutenant governorship, um, to me, it was such a, a, a powerful moment. I'm so proud of it as a Nevadan, as a recovering Californian, as somebody who moved to the state to have more freedom, more opportunity. So first of all, congratulations. Thank you for the part that you've played in this. How is it so far? Tell us everything. How, how's, the, how's, how's the good work coming up in, uh, in Carson City? Well, we're getting, uh, we're getting a, a lot of positive response every place we go around the state of Nevada. And I, I think part of that is, um, as you know, uh, Joe Lombardo was the sheriff. Um, uh, we were both captains at the same time at Metro, and uh, I ended up going to the Las Vegas City Council and serving 13 years there. And Joe ended up being the sheriff. And I, I think what people see are, are two former law enforcement officers that have some good common sense, knows what, what's right, what's wrong, what's black, what's white. And, and uh, I think the people in Nevada trust us to make some good, solid, conservative decisions when it comes to running the state of Nevada. And, and I'm honored that we're both, um, uh, you know, the, the two top leaders in the state of Nevada. We have two retired cops running the state. I think we're in great shape. So we're going to continue uh, doing that. Unfortunately, Carson City is a little bit different. <laughs> it makes <laughs> up a little bit different there. Well, it's it's the two of you against a whole bunch of Dems, right? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, just to give you the lay of the land of the last legislative session, um, uh, as lieutenant governor, I'm president of the Senate. Uh, so I ran the Senate um, session every single day, and uh, it was uh, 13 Democrats and eight Republicans. And I will tell you, it's 13 far-left Democrats who would fit very well in the California legislative uh, uh, chambers, absolutely. And so we put up the good fight, but we're not going to win anything as conservatives in the Senate. Um, they, they stick together. There's very seldom that there was... Uh, a Democrat breaking off. It was pretty much 13 to 8. And then you go, and and uh, then you go to the um, assembly, and uh, they have uh, a situation where the, the Democrats control it so much that they have a supermajority uh, where they can override vetoes, and uh, the Senate is one vote away from a supermajority. So, uh, as you know, in the last le legislative session, Joe Lombardo vetoed 75 bills, which was twice as many as uh, a previous governor. And the only reason he was able to do that is because we uh, were one vote uh, away from a supermajority in, um, uh, in the Senate. The interesting thing is, and I think people need to realize this, is they passed most of those, if not all the bills that were vetoed at the end of the session, which means if they come back in two years and have a supermajority in both the Assembly and the Senate, they will override every one of those, and those are far left pieces of legislation that Governor Lombardo vetoed. So this is a very important election coming up when it comes to running the state of Nevada. But there have been, uh, uh, Mr. Governor, we, there have been a lot of scandals going on with Democrats in the Assembly, conflict of interest, people saying, people literally saying on the floor, I'm going to abstain from this vote because I'm conflicted. And then they turn around and they secretly they do vote for whatever it is. It's in their interest. We've had uh, one person now in the assembly recuse herself from running again. We've got four others that we've got to look at. And to me, with all due respect, uh, that we've got to look at here in Nevada is how to be able to 
turn those five seats back into Republican seats and also for the state Senate to turn those seats, a lot of them. I know it's going to be hard. People say, Alan, it's going to be hard to do. Well, you know, life is not easy. Ask Sisyphus. He had a hell of a time climbing up that, that, that mountain, right? You, you've got to be able to be, uh, to be able to focus and make sure that we get the state Senate and the Assembly back into control of Republicans so Joe Lombardo and you, uh, Lieutenant Governor, can get the things done that you want to get done and that his vetoes aren't overturned. I understand the presidency is important. I understand we've got a U.S. Senate seat that's up for grabs. I understand that we've got, um, got congressional seats. I get all of that. But if people want to remain a free state in Nevada, which is why Sam moved here, it's one of the reasons I moved here, and a lot of people did, it's because we know that we've got to make sure we change that legislature a year from this November. That, to me, is number one. Yeah, I mean, look, let's face it. I mean, Washington, D.C. is important, uh, what they do, but state and local government is really what uh, is the closest to the people and has the uh, the biggest impact on them. And when it comes to the Assembly, you're right, the, there were three or four legislators uh, on the Democrat side that uh, went up there and voted to line their uh, pockets to take care of the organizations they represent, and uh, we're going to do whatever we can everything that we can to defeat uh, uh, those four, if not more of them. If we do, we'll at least get rid of the supermajority in, in the Assembly. And in the Senate, I mean, everything's hard, as you mentioned. Uh, everything's hard, but you know what? Uh, when you're right, when you're doing uh, the right thing for the citizens of the state of Nevada, uh, then it's, it's a lot easier than you think. So we're, we're going to fight hard. Uh, the governor and I are going to fight hard, and we're going to find some good candidates, good Republican conservative candidates, to defeat these left-wing uh, Democrats. Well, I noticed Governor Lombardo, and I'm not sure if you have already, are making some some uh, endorsements, early endorsements. I, I saw for for uh, April Becker. I know that's a, a national race. So you, are, you're obviously engaged with it was, with, with uh, folks. April Becker it was Haiti uh, Cosma. No, I think April Becker, April Becker too. Yeah. Oh, really? Both yeah. of them? Yep. Well, shut my mouth. Yeah, no, and and so I, I'm seeing. I like that. I like that Lombardo is engaging now and getting ahead of this early, and putting the weight of his popularity and and yours as well to making sure that these that that we get the right candidates out there, and we're not running wing nuts and we're not running fringe, you know, fringe lunatics. We're running common sense conservatives that can win elections. Yeah, I I agree with you 100. percent We got to start supporting. Uh uh, good candidates for these offices and get behind them and so they could start raising some money and get some traction. And, uh, I mean, the election's a long ways off, but not that far off. Not that so, far. It's not so, that far yeah. off. I, I, I plan to, as I mentioned to you earlier off the air, to have state senate and assembly candidates on my show in the morning, Vegas at 8, from now until uh, the primary in, in June uh, here in Nevada. We've got to get these people in the forefront of, of the media and what's going on to get them elected. Uh, we want conservative Republicans. Sometimes we may have to settle a little bit for cons Republicans who are not as conservative as we would like to have it. But we cannot allow the Democrats to retain control of the state legislature unless we want to have woke California come to Nevada, which is why you left, uh, Sam. It is, and and I've you know my observation, sort of as an outside, a newcomer, let's say, to to Nevada politics, is that the Democrats are extremely well organized and disciplined, and we as Republicans, for whatever reason, can't get our crap together, and it's 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 frustrating, and I, I and I and what I but what I like is I've seen an assertive 
you know, a role taken by by you and Governor Lombardo, and I'm 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 very pleased by it. And I know a lot of a lot of our listeners here are are firmly behind you both. So we're we're grateful for that. I know you're going to take a break in a minute, but I've got a couple of questions to ask. When we come on back, and in the meantime, we're doing a break. Great music in the background, Governor. Can I have uh, this dance? They're still they're still practicing. As soon as they start right. rubbing up, we'll show you great. how to Greek dance. Uh, well, let's go ahead and we'll have a little bit of a Greek dance together. Sam Marjowski here, <laughs> News Talk 840 KXNT. We're with uh, Alan Stock is here with me. We have Lieutenant Governor Stavros Anthony. We're at the Vegas Greek Food Fest. Absolutely fabulous. We'll be back in a moment. Lieutenant Governor, can you hang on with us for a minute? Absolutely. Fabulous. Thank you so much. Don't go anywhere, folks. Back after this. Opa! If you've been in an accident, there's no reason to call a sleazy lawyer. It's not just about the settlement check. It's about representing your interests and your values. So call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit samandashlaw.com. Rarely wrong, always right. Sam Rajovsky here, host of the What's Right Show, coming to you live and local from the Las Vegas Greek Food Festival, the 50th annual Greek Food Festival. Uh, sharing the mics here with me today, Alan Stock from Vegas at 8. Alan, great to have you with us. Thank you for having me out here. And continuing our conversation with the one and only Lieutenant Governor of the great state of Nevada, Stavros Anthony. Stavros, thank you for joining us, sir. Great to be here, and thank you for being out at the Food Festival. I mean, it's been 50 years that we've had this Greek food festival here in the uh, in Las Vegas. It basically started out at the uh, Space Center at the Stahara Hotel, and we en- when we ended up building this beautiful uh, Byzantine church and uh, the 10 acres, we decided we need to do it on church ground. So uh, 50th annual, a- and you were fighting for it for 50 years before that. It's amazing. You know, you yeah. got it done finally. And you know what? This is this is our way of uh, letting the uh, the community know about our Greek culture, our Greek heritage, our Greek food, and and letting them know that we are a, an important part. We want to be a big part of the. Uh, Las Vegas community. So this is a way for us to give back and let people come out and, and uh, dance and eat and drink. Just don't drink too much ouzo. Yes. That can get a little, <laughs> by the way, get thank, a little dicey. Thank you for that dance during the break. That was great, by the way. Uh, but uh, I didn't I, take any video of that, by no, the way. No, but it, that was absolutely great. Uh, never had a partner like that. But uh, anyway, uh, but I, I really, it's, it's a great patriotic community out here, too, which is what I love. Yeah, you know, uh, it, uh, what's uh, what's interesting is uh, when I did, I received my master's degree at UNLV, and I wrote my master's thesis on the Greek community of uh, Las Vegas. So I did the complete history of uh, the Greeks moving to uh, the East Coast, and then they ended up coming out west because of the railroads and the mines and uh, Hoover Dam, and they ended up settling in, in Las Vegas in the 1910s uh, you know, and 20s and 30s. And, of course, what do Greeks do when they uh, – uh, when they're ready to, they open up a restaurant. Opa. So some of the first Greek uh, restaurants in Las Vegas were Greek because of the the Greeks that moved here. And now we're probably around, I don't know, maybe 30, 40,000 uh, Greeks here. We have wow. uh, one Greek church, which you're uh, standing next to. Uh, the, it's a great Byzantine church, uh, Reno has a smaller uh, Greek community, but they ha- do have a Greek Orthodox church. And there used to be a... A Greek, there is a Greek Orthodox Church in uh, McGill, 
uh, Ruth area because of the mines, but the, it's not really operating that much anymore. So uh, we got a good, vibrant Greek community in Nevada. Absolutely. Incredible. So I want to ask you this. I want to, this quick little controversy here going on in the state of Nevada, and I'm going to put you in the spot just a little bit. And that is the caucus versus the primary. I mean, I, I, we talked to the governor about that on Sunday when we were at the Emerald Island Casino, and um, and he talked about the fact that this he knows that this controversy is splitting Republicans right now. It's confusing Republicans. Which do I go for? Which one is going to actually send the electors to the state and then the national convention? Who's which vote is going to count? You can't have. They have said now at the, at the state level that if you're in the primary, if you enter the primary like a DeSantis or someone or Ramaswamy, you cannot be in the caucus. And to be in the caucus, you have to pay $55,000. So people are scratching their head, Republicans left and right going, what the hell is going on? Lieutenant Governor, please enlighten us. Well, uh, you're right. The, the biggest problem is there's confusion. Um, uh, uh, Republicans are hearing we're going to hold a caucus. Republicans are hearing we're going to hold a primary. Republicans are asking, what's a caucus? How do I engage in a caucus? What is uh, the outcome of the caucus? Uh, and then there's going to be a primary. There's too much confusion out there right now. Right. And that's really the, the big deal. And if it was up to me, and you know, I'll voice my opinion, is uh, the easiest thing to do is just hold a primary. People right. understand what that means, what it looks like. They show up. They cast their vote. They've, uh, they've, they've done their their due diligence for the Republican Party. We count the votes, and the winner wins. So uh, if it was up to me, we would just do it that way. Um, but, you know, there, there's people in the state Republican Party that like caucuses. There's people in the state that that like primaries, and uh, we're just going to have to see how this shakes out. But that's what I'm going to uh, uh, promote is just a, a straight primary, and I think it's easier that way. I agree with you, but you and the governor, I, with all due respect, have got to get together and sit down with the head of the state GOP, my good friend Michael McDonald for many, many years. You've, you've been in the city council. You know him very, very well, um, and I, I like him very, very much, but uh, they're making a huge mistake, and they've got to be told by two of the main people in the state, you and the governor, you know what, back off. I mean, we can talk about stuff for the next four years from now, and I still am not a fan of caucuses, by the way, but we can talk about it four years from now. But let's, you know what, I know re Democrats initiated the the primary again in their last legislative session or a couple, year, a couple years ago, but that is the law. Let's go with it now. Get off the high horse. Start, stop uh, confusing the people, and let's get on with the primary. I would, I would beseech you and the governor to both to, to do that because you are the two voices that he might listen to the most. He ain't listening to me. Well, I, I will take that seriously and and uh, with, with strong consideration. I, I, I value your opinion. I appreciate it because you are, you know, one of the greatest leaders that we've had in this state, and and uh, and so is Governor Joe Lombardo. And you know, um, and I, I again, I like Michael a lot, but we've got to make a. Uh, We've got to make a decision and make things less confusing. And to that point, right, Lieutenant Governor, we were just talking about earlier how there is a real possibility in this next election that the that we can get some Republicans elected into the assembly, that we can turn some seats. There's also a possibility that we lose maybe a seat or two, which would be catastrophic. And you mentioned how there's a number of bills uh, – quite a few that Governor Lombardo vetoed 
but that could come back, that could come back to life and become law. Can you give the listeners just a, a, a glimpse of some of the horrors that could happen uh, if that all came through? Well, I, you know, the, I, I think that's really the, uh, the most important um, point of this discussion is there is a stark difference between the Democrats and the Republicans. I mean, it is a major divide. Uh, the, and, and you just look at the last legislative session. The, uh, the Democrats uh, fought school choice 100 percent fought us 100%. The Democrats fought us in making our schools safer for our kids. 100% they fought us on that. They fought us on making our communities safer. 100% they fought us on that. Um, they uh, want to take away our Second Amendment rights. Um, they want to take away our property rights. Uh, they want to be, the difference is they want to be in control of our lives. They want government to be in control of our lives, and Republicans want individuals to be in control of their lives so it, it it's it's really what you as a voter is what is it that uh how do you want to live uh do you want to live under freedom or do you want to live under uh government and tyranny and that's the big difference between the republicans and the democrats and i think if we get that message across we're gonna win i mean the message to me is pretty obvious look look west <laughs> look west to what's going on in california where they're Literally, the state now is intending to take away kids who, you know, who, uh, who, who parents tell them they can't decide, you know, to change their gender at four years old. Um, and, and they take 18% of your income, and you, you, gosh forbid you want to carry a gun. And, and it, it's, it's madness that, you know, if, 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 what is it? I mean, you, you can steal a thousand bucks and get a ticket, maybe. 950. It's absolutely crazy stuff so it's a cautionary tale in that state that is our our beautiful neighbor to the west and and if we want that here we're done if that comes to if that comes to nevada we're absolutely finished yeah and and uh you know most of the people in the state are busy they uh they have a lot of things going on they really don't have a lot of time to pay attention to what's happening in their state capital but i was there in the arena and i'm telling you the democrat party uh, really wants to destroy the state, and we need to stop that. Yeah, agreed. Well, thank you, uh, uh, Lieutenant Governor. So happy to have you with us here. Appreciate you so much. Uh, keep up the good fight. We need you. We need Governor Lombardo. We got a couple minutes. Can I got a real quick yeah. question here? Sure. Y- your thoughts on the. Oh, no, we're cutting it off. I wanted to ask you about. Well, I can't do it. I'll do it off the air. Screw it. Sam Murtowski here. <laughs> Live radio, folks. It is what it is. The What's Right Show will continue in a moment. See you later. Hi, it's Ash from Sam and Ash Injury Law. You need a lawyer you can trust. So give us a call at 702-820-1234 or go to SamAndAshLaw.com. No pressure, just answers, because you deserve what's right. Alan, I'm I'm surprised uh, you didn't just keep talking through the whole break. I was trying to, but then Mark (laughs) cut me off. His fingers went up, and I couldn't read exactly what he was saying, but but we're out here anyway. Uh, Sam Rajovsky here, News Talk 840 KXNT. You're listening to the What's Right Show. We have a little bit of a special program this day, today, this Friday, out here at the Las Vegas Greek Food Festival. I am starting to smell like whatever that rotisserie animal is over there on the grill, and I'm loving it. It's going to be my new cologne. be like uh, barbecued 
goat or whatever that is. Fabulous. I Smells told great. You it was uh, it was California Democrat uh, a la whatever. I don't think I'd eat that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah I think, do they? Is that what they refer to as impossible meat? Is that the? Uh, I've had impossible meat. I mean, it's not impossible yeah. even. It's like it's like fake meat and stuff like that. And you know, well, some of that stuff can be good. I guarantee you, you though, yeah. that that dead California no. over there is going to vote at least three times in Nevada I, this I year. I would agree with you, but that doesn't look like a uh, yeah. That doesn't look like <laughs> alive to vote though. See this little train in front of us, by yeah, the way. Yeah, no, this, this is so this great. Train, the tiny train. By the way, goes all around the entire. No, Festival. I want to point something out. This train is more likely to start service to, to Victorville, California, than that rail project that they've been putting billions of dollars you. into. No, I agree with you. The Absolutely. Jupiter Express. Oh, go Hawaii. Now, all right. So Anaheim, Azusa, Cucamonga, and Hawaii. Oh, I, one thousand percent, sir. The tr- conductor. The conductor just came by to tell me I was right. You're right, folks. Though. I always tell you I'm right and rarely wrong. Even when the conductor agrees, you know, uh, you know, we're in business. By the way, Alan Stock here with me in case you, know, you guys didn't figure that out from Vegas know, at eight. Alan, great to have you with us. Well, you're right about the uh, about this uh, Brightline Express, and I know that uh, I've been harping on it for years. They started out back in the uh, turn of the century, thinking about how we were going to do it uh, with a maglev train. You know what a maglev is? It's a magnetic levitation train. They use it in Japan. They use it, I believe, in China, if I'm not mistaken, and elsewhere. And it's a great idea, and it really is uh, ecological, and it's quiet, and you don't have any, as many parts to break down. It's a great idea, but it costs a lot of money. So they decided not to do it, and it went away. Then they came back with the idea of just having a fast train from here to Anaheim or L.A. And uh, every time I talked about it, we would be stopping in um, um, between here and halfway there to, uh, um, oh, I forget the town. That's uh, Victorville. Victorville. Rear downtown yeah. Victorville. Because What's going on by the deal? way, the drive. Not a damn thing. Well, yeah. I mean, listen, Nothing's the there. thing is the drive to California from here gets bad at Victorville. So why the hell would I want to take the train to a place where then the drive makes me want to kill myself but their from idea, that point it, forward? But, but then we don't know how long it'll ever take to get out to California. I mean, be, I mean, talking about Anaheim or L.A. So think about this. If you if you got on the train in um, in, in, in here in in, the, in in Las Vegas and you rode it to uh, Victorville, then you'd have to rent a car from there. Conversely, people who are in California, Santa Monica. Yeah. You remember Santa Monica? And they would drive out to Vickerville. They'd have to park the car, get on a train, take it the rest of the way. No, this now, whole thing is not practical. Does this make sense to you? It's No, it doesn't make sense. And I, the call tra- it the, I call it the poo-poo choo-choo. It's not going anywhere. And the train that they've got, they're going to initiate from Bakersfield to um, uh, wherever the hell it is up there. I mean, the, 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 you know, it's like a uh, – it's part of a concept that they had to go from L.A. to San Francisco in like an hour and a half you know on what, the train, and that never happened. Do you know what you're welcome – if they actually got the train to go into L.A., do you know what your welcome would be as a Nevadan entering L.A. and getting off the train? You'd immediately be mugged, yes. murdered, <laughs> or raped. Possibly all three. All three, yeah. So um, – and the person would be out on bail like within two hours. There would be no bail. Matter of fact, there would be no. You were just going to ask Davros Anthony when you kept talking when we were supposed to cut to break. Poor, poor Mark over here having a mild coronary attack. He did. 
Alan, what were you going to ask him? This is a good question. It was about the uh, the the governor of the state of uh, New Mexico. I have it here in my who initiated my stack. who initiated a uh, a gun restriction in public in Albuquerque for 30 days. And by the way, let me just add. The, what she said was at least 30 days. Got that last, at least 30 days, and you couldn't carry a gun in public, either open carry or with a CCW, a concealed carry permit. So this is what she, and she said when she initiated this, at least 30 days, and also, um, by the way, folks, while I'm initiating this, I'm telling you, I don't even know if it's constitutional. So she admitted that she was she had her head up her wazoo to begin with. I I, yeah. I have two comments on this. One, it was just in one county. It wasn't right. even statewide. Correct. It was in Bernalillo. 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 Bernadillo. Bernadillo. Well, then the, the Reuters has this misspelled here. Okay, fine. It was Bernadillo. the county that Albuquerque's in, though. Right, okay. So, so. Because guns don't travel across county lines. I mean, that's one fact I want you to know, Alan. It's a it's a thing. They actually will just evaporate Wait, into thin did air. Did you see what else she said? She was what? asked by a reporter, do you think that this is going to stop the criminals and bad guys from carrying guns? And she said no. She we're sending a message. She, she said no. That's no, all. no, we're just sending a message. Oh, but and the other point I want to make is, of course, that do you know what powers she thought she had in order to do this? The, above the Constitution. Above the Constitution. You know what she cited? She said that it was because it was a, wait for it, a public health emergency. We ever heard a, that anybody, before? Anybody heard, heard that around circa, let's say, I don't know, 2020, 2020 2021? Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. these people got so drunk on their power. That they thought this was good. They just thought they could write laws I can and do circumvent the legislature. I want to do leave you lower. Circumvent the it. legislature. Circumvent, uh, circumvent the constitution. Circumvent state constitutions, and just be perfectly fine. They thought this was going to work, and it, it. She's getting. I mean, a federal judge already came in and issued an injunction. So that's this. This law is not. And by the way, people showed up at a rally. You'll you'll love this. They showed up at a rally like two, three hundred people with guns. Th- with guns, um, it openly, openly uh, refusing to comply. And the Reuters article says that there uh, were no known arrests None. or citations. None. Uh, uh, all the circum. We we got to circumcise her time in office. I mean, we've got to do that. Make, um, get her out. But again, that's New Mexico. They've got, and I think they've learned a lesson from this. And I would hope that everyone here in Nevada and other states listen also. You have legislators in California who are criticizing that. California, that's ready to fall off into the ocean. Uh, I mean, uh, go ahead and, and think about what you got in your own state. Um, this is absolutely crazy stuff. They want to come after your guns. They told you that. They let you know, and people didn't pay attention. And this is why it's so fantastic that here in Nevada we have a Republican governor, a Republican lieutenant governor, because a lot of damage can come from the top. Even though we can't get everything done, we just had Stavros, Stavros pardon me, Anthony here on with us, um, uh, lieutenant governor of the great state of Nevada. Uh, even though they can't do everything, given that there is a majority in the in the Assembly and in the Senate, it still goes a long way. At least we don't have a governor doing what this crazy woman is doing in uh, New Mexico. So We can make a difference if we get out and vote. I want to remind you, my friend uh, Chuck Booth has said many, many times that in the election of 2020, you had uh, – uh, uh, you had Trump lose by X number of votes, how many thousands of votes? 133,000 uh, uh, Republicans didn't vote. 
133,000. Now, why are they complaining when they can't go ahead and get out the door to vote two weeks before the election, mail-in ballot, anytime during the day, and they didn't vote, and they're complaining? Republicans, you know, shut up. You want to get out there and you want to make a difference, vote, don't complain. Yeah. You know, if if even of those 100,000, what was it? 133,000. If, 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 if 40% of them had voted, more? Trump would have won the, uh, the election in Nevada. And, and potentially we would have had fewer Democrats in the Assembly and the Senate. Correct, Amundo, exactly. So instead of complaining and crying and moaning and groaning, look at it, you know, get out there and vote. If you don't vote, that's one of the things I'm going to start asking people, actually. You know that you've motivated me. When the people start complaining, we'll say, excuse me, did you vote? Uh, no, I didn't vote. You know what? Do me a favor. Shut up. And I'm going to walk away. I'm not going to talk to the people. If they didn't vote, why would I want to talk to them? You know what? Get out and vote. If you don't like the way it went, I'll, I'll listen to your complaint. But if you didn't vote, don't complain. That's, I like that. I like that. Common, I might just, I might just start doing that too. I might tell them, I'm, I'll ask them, did you vote? If they say they didn't vote, I will say, Alan Stock tells you to shut up. That, that, tell them that. I'll be glad to. Oh, they're laughing at me. Right. But it's true. It's absolutely true. Why would you want to talk to somebody who didn't vote, but they're going, but it was a bad outcome. It was a bad outcome. But did you, did you participate trying to change the outcome? No. Then why are you complaining? Yeah, because my TV show was canceled People last week. People really you know? think, here's the thing. People really think that it doesn't make a difference. But if 100,000 people all think the same thing, then they won't vote. And the one thing the Dems are good at, the culinary people, yep, everybody, yep. they're good at mobilizing and getting out the vote. Harry Reid built a machine that has outlasted him. I, and, and, I we, we, and, we, you, and all I hear people saying, oh, Harry Reid. No, no, okay. no, no, no. no. Uh, uh, you know what? Look at him and honor what he did. Yes. You may not like him. You may not like what he stood for. But you know what? He did an incredible job putting a machine together. And before you cry and moan and groan and, 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 and all that, you know what? Look what he did. Try to emulate that so we could win too. We can. We need to do this here. All right, let's take a quick break. I want to. Oh, I, you know what? I I was talking to you earlier a little bit about the state of the presidential race. Yep. You, you know, I want to get your thoughts on this because we're always talking about news stories on Tuesdays, and and I know that you have some thoughts on this. Uh, kind of reading the tea leaves. The over-under for Biden, wait for it, don't tell us now, but, but you know, is Biden going to be the nominee in 24, according to the great Allen Stock? And then who, I want to shake hands with Casper the Gomez. <laughs> so who is, he is Casper, yes. Or is he shaking hands with Casper? Because either possibility is... forward, I'm talking to you right now, yeah. All right, so we're, I'm going to ask that, and then I need to also know what you are making of the state of the Republican race. No joke, uh, no joke. Okay, perfect. No no joke, and as the cool kids say, no cap. Sam Rajovsky here, News Talk 840 KXNT. You're listening to The Woods Right Show. We'll be back in a moment. If you've been in an accident, there's no reason to call a sleazy lawyer. It's not just about the settlement check. It's about representing your interests and your values. So call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit samandashlaw.com. Pound LV Greek Fest is where you can find us. Yes. Live and local from the Las Vegas Greek Food Festival. Sam Rajovsky and the What's Right Show got Alan Stock here with me. You're familiar with the Tiger King? You know that documentary about yeah. the guy with the tigers? Mm-hmm. Had a little problem, tried to kill somebody, ended up in jail. He's in prison, yeah. Yeah. Um, over here we have the Marble King. You see this booth over here? No. 
extra virgin olive oil. Extra virgin olive oil. I get a, that. I've got that before. Have you had I, that? Oh, yes, it's good stuff. And I'm so serious. He, but why is he the marble king? That you've got to ask him. I asked this about you know as a just as a marketing guy, I'm fascinated by marketing. The marble king. Anyway, just noticing that, stuff, and then though. you said something about some sheets here, some holy sheets. They used to have yeah, group something called holy sheets. Uh, Did you buy sheets, any of those sheets? But they didn't. They're not the hole in the middle. Can I, you take a sheet? If I got into what I was saying right now, I'd probably be fine. But um, so I no, they, they haven't shown up in the last couple of years or so. Um, uh, we had a problem one year because we were shut down like the whole state was because of this COVID BS. Um, and uh, but then we came back. First year wasn't as many people. Uh, but then uh, again, this year they're expecting a ton of people. Plus, they've got the whole VIP special that they're doing this year. They've never done before. I'm pretty certain that Greeks are immune to COVID. You know what? Do you know if that, is there has there been any research into that? Because they are a hardy people. They they, they are. I mean, and I think once you had it, and you have the immunities. I don't think you're, it's going to be. It's about as, the boosters, Alan. It's, it's about the boosters. the boosters. You need the boosters. Hey, the boosters. Yeah. Yeah. You got to boost, and then then you're good. But you got to keep boosting. I know people who, when they had just keep boosting. Uh, when, the, when the people had their, this is true, absolutely true. When the mail was being delivered to them, they took, they had the mail, and they would have gloves on, and they would pick it up and put it in a bowl, and put it in the backyard to bake in the sun for three hours before they'd open it. I'm not, I'm not making that up, not making that up at all, and. Yeah. And that really happened to somebody I know. They actually did that. I, so I thought to myself, you are so freaked out about this. And the problem with it, this whole, that whole COVID thing, 90% of it was people freaking out. If you get it, you get it. I've had the flu in my life. I had COVID. Yeah. You know, and it, was, and it, was, it wasn't good. It was bad. But you know what? It was the flu. I stayed in bed. I had the stuff that the doctor prescribed. And eventually I got well, and I wound up crazy back here again. And I want to just point out that this is the first time I think we've done a live remote where our connection hasn't gotten COVID. Because we're, I mean, we seem to be firing on all sides. I mean, I don't want to invite disaster here in the last six minutes, but... <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, this is this is all going great. So I want to ask you real fast here, yes. Alan. Yes, you may have the next when dance. It, uh, I, mm, that too. Well, I'm going to save that for later. Uh, what's the? What are your thoughts here on the on Biden? Do you think he's going to be the nominee in 24? No. Why no, not? And I because he's uh, vacuous because there's only air between his ears and uh, because it's not age. It's not age. It's uh, don't back up into me. Uh, it's not age. It's the uh, it, it's his mental acuity. It's it's gone. It's zip. Uh, and the Democrat Party, I predict, will be split because they're not going to nominate Kamala Harris instead, and that's going to. But tick isn't off. she the most qualified person? To take over, I mean, she's oh, yeah. got the bona fides. Since, she's Jackie, got... since Jackie Green retired, maybe. But you know what? I mean, she's she's. No, Who she... the hell is that? Shecky Green? Yeah. He's a great comedian who's oh. still alive. He's uh, We've had him out before, Emerald Island before. Oh. He's a comedian okay. in his 90s. He's a great guy, but he retired. But um, I think he's probably more intelligent than Kamala. All right, so since Don Rickles retired, is that better? You know him. Yeah, of yeah, course. Okay, okay. So, I mean. Another brilliant guy. Well, brilliant. But she's not, she's not a qualified, and I know that she checks the boxes, uh, both sex and race. I get that, but they're not going to do it. What the result? 
You have half the party is going to be ticked off, and they've already said on MSNBC and CNN, we're not going to vote for the nominee if it's not her because it's racist and sexist and stuff like that. So, no, he's not going to be the nominee. She's not going to be. My prediction is that out of uh, uh, Hollywood casting, who do you think is going to get it? It's going to be Newsom. Give it to him. As long as you've yeah. got somebody on the other side that can uh, stand up to him, you know, and I... Well, he's I rehearsing idea. for the part. There's no doubt about oh, that. I mean, he's... he's Definitely rehearsing the part. He goes to have dinner all the time in Napa, and he's having a great time. You know. Well, but it's not even that. I mean, he's definitely putting himself out there in the national discourse. Remember how he kept wanting to, the, to debate DeSantis when DeSantis was the presumed runner-up, you know? DeSantis won't get it either, my and prediction. Dis, okay, so now that leads me to the next question. So DeSantis now obviously uh, turning into jello. I mean, he's just coming apart. Um, so big disappointment, I think. Uh, for a, yep. for a lot of folks, including uh, uh, people who've put tens of millions of dollars behind him, so y- you have some thoughts about who you think could be the Republican nominee. Talk to me. All right. Uh, well, I I, I want to tell you that I think that there's going to be a dark horse candidate in a brokered convention. Brokered Explain convention. that. A brokered convention means they get there and uh, nobody gets on the first ballot, and the and the uh, and the people who are dedicated to those folks are going to be released uh, on, on after the first ballot, and then they're going to. Is that 30? Three minutes. Okay. Thank you. Uh, so uh, we, we didn't know here. I'm getting hand signals here, and the, the one finger goes up, and I'm not sure what that means. So oh, I think we know what that means. Well, when Mark uh, puts that finger up, we know we're both in trouble. I've been getting that for him for years. But um, <laughs> w- w- when, the, uh, w- when, the, when the people turn around and um, they can't make, make an agreement on the first ballot, they get released and they, uh, and they can go released, and they, they can anyway. they become free agents. And then you'll wind up with someone else who will step in, who will be above who hasn't run at that point. I will see somebody who has not run, who has not thrown his his, his hat into the ring, but he all of a sudden and you're using male all, pronouns. All of a sudden, he uh, his name Dylan has appeared. Dylan Mulvaney. Oh yes, of course. Uh, his name has appeared in the uh, in some of the polls without him even asking for it. Oh, I think I know who you want, uh, you're going to say. I'm talking about uh, the uh, uh, governor of, of Virginia, Glenn, Glenn Youngkin. Yep. I mean, I, I, I you well, know, I'm, I'm, I, again, people say you're nuts. Maybe I am, and maybe I'll be wrong. You'll see what happens after the convention next summer. But um, he's a contender. There's, there's no doubt about it. He's yeah. just not. The Sanders would have been great, but I think he folded under all the uh, attacks by, by Trump. And Trump has got too much baggage. And even though I know the polls show him a million points above anyone else, he's just not. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to get it. Just, uh, just, you know, it's not what I want. If Trump gets the nomination, look at me. I vote for him. Easy for the, you know, in, in November of next year. I just don't think not he's going to get the nomination. Gavin. Not Gavin Newsom, huh? Gavin Newsom is out of Hollywood casting. He's a pretty boy that knows how to comb his hair right and smile with his little shiny teeth that were brushed by Panna in front of the in front of the a panda. Camera. A panna. A panna. Oh, brush up, brush up, brush it with my panna, the brand new flavor. <laughs> okay, Crest or whatever you guys do these days. <laughs> you know, I remember from the olden days. You know. uh, all right. Anyway, uh, so appreciate so you having me out here. I, no, Alan, this has been great. This has been great. I, I just had a visual of Gavin Newsom getting his teeth brushed by a panda. By a panda? Yeah. And I, and I. Got me here. <laughs> 
I don't know. Those pandas, you know, they're all on loan by the Chinese. I would not be surprised if Gavin Newsom has a secret panda somewhere. Actually, I wouldn't either. I appreciate that. Well, on that note, uh, come out here to the Greek Food Festival. Come and mingle and eat great food and drink and be merry and hang out with great Greeks and Republicans and Las Vegans. Uh, I'll be here. Uh, Alan, you're going to be here. We're all going to be here. And come on down. We'll be here. We'll so, be here, absolutely. And don't forget to tune in Monday morning, 8 o'clock, uh, for the Vegas at 8. And at 1 o'clock on Monday for a show called What's Right. I'm not sure who does it, but he's a good guy. My somebody. All right. See you guys. Have a great weekend. Over now. <laughs>